Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. The volume. Hey, you. Listen up. The NFL season is rolling right along, and DraftKings, as an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is bringing you all the action and all the best deals. Look me in the eye. If you somehow have not signed up for DraftKings yet, well, I got a great deal for you. Download the app, use the promo code TBOB, T B O B, and when you bet, on any NFL game, you get $200 in bonus bets instantly, which you can then go play with. But T-Bob, I love snaps. I love you. And I've already signed up. Well, guess what? DraftKings is taking care of all their customers throughout spooky season as you get game day sweeteners the entire month of October. So whether you're new, whether you've been around here for a while, DraftKings is the most fun place to play. It's taking care of you again. If you're signing up for the first time, Promo code TBOB, $5 NFL bet, nets you $200 in bonus bets instantly. So let's have some fun watching the games this spooky season. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for a problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, Kansas. Licensee partner, Gold Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 or older. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Is there a better sports month than October? The best way to get tickets to any games is on the Game Time app, the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States. You got this weekend, number three, Ohio State hosting number seven, Penn State, a Big Ten rivalry game. Both these teams want to prove to Michigan, we ain't scared. Well, first, you got to win this game. 
You want to be in Columbus, Ohio this weekend for this matchup. So get the game time app. Get those tickets. Get your butts in those seats because you ain't going to want to miss this one. Yeah, and look, maybe you want to watch Tennessee play host to the Tide. Uh, Auburn play host to Ole Miss. The bottom line is you can take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. So download the game time app, create an account, and redeem the code SNAPS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, enter code SNAPS, that's S-N-A-P-S, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome in to a brand new edition of Snaps. Go do everything that we just advertised to you and uh, support uh, those who support us. You can also like, subscribe uh, to the YouTube channel if you want. You know, that always helps us. 6.5, mm-hmm. the road to 7K continues. T-Bob Bear, Aaron Murray hanging out with you. And look, because Brum just had the child, we've had a weird bit of a... um a schedule change where uh, we just, we had to shift some things around. Okay. And we can't do uh, one show that we were doing previously. And so this is what we're going to do. We're going to bump up the uh, weekend preview show to today. And we're going to bump up our gambling show with Colin Wilson to tomorrow. This week, I don't know if we'll have anything on Friday. Hopefully in the future. I got some things to figure out. Hopefully we will. So that's a little housekeeping, whatever. Uh, huge thank you for hanging out with us. If you're on podcast or if you're live here at youtube.com slash at volume snaps, we're going to break down the five big boys today and let's start Aaron. And for, I'm yeah. sorry, Aaron, how are you doing? Today? Let me welcome you in. How are you doing today? Uh, I just, after listening to the ad reads, I need to work on saying juices. Cause I think it's a juices, juice, juices, juices. Yeah. Really emphasize juices. the juice. Yeah, I should that. be able to say that properly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that, that is you. Sis. Um, juicy. <laughs> uh, all right, so look, look, let's let's go ahead and dive into the game. So, first off, the big boy. It's in the Big Ten. It's a game that I've been thinking about all week, Aaron, and uh, it's kind of a shitty way for me to start because I don't know that I still mm-hmm. have a great read on it, and that's Penn State, Ohio yeah. State. Like, uh, it's 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 in the shoe. But even then, I watched Michigan go in there last year mm-hmm. on a beautiful day and handle it like it was nothing. So I don't know. I mean, it's intimidating, sure. I don't, I don't know if the end I'll be able to have an advantage there. Uh, like we said, I think I trust Ohio State's offense more. Yep. But I don't think I trust their offense more in the context of going against these two defenses. But I will readily see, Darren, that I think you've got a better read on this game than I do um, how are you feeling about the Nittany Lions and the Buckeyes? Well, it, it's going to come down to who can create explosive plays. I do think both these defenses are playing at a high level right now, and especially Penn State. Like that is the, you know, you probably put them in Michigan as the top two defenses, and, and I don't think Ohio State's that far behind this season either. But you, you have the advantage of, of yes, you're at home for Ohio State. At least it's going to be loud, it's going to be rowdy, and you have a, a young quarterback that really has not had to play in a, in a game like this magnitude True. on the road like this. Like, what are his nerves heading into that game? We've seen young quarterbacks struggle this year and struggle forever. Like, I, I was a young quarterback. I played as a redshirt freshman. It ain't easy. Like, I had to go into South Carolina. I had to go to Tennessee. I had to go uh, to Auburn. It is hard as hell. It is intimidating. It takes time. Like, where I was 
my my first true game at South Carolina to where I was by the end of the season, I made some big big jumps because you learn how to deal with the communication, you do learn the the the, the nonverbal signals, uh, and you just gain confidence in yourself. Well, right now, to me, when I look at the quarterback situation, Drew Lar has has played well this season, but he's been really protected. They haven't yeah. they haven't really asked him to do a lot. They've relied on the defense. They've relied on on trying to run the football effectively with their two 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 great running backs. But this isn't a game where you can hide him. You will be exposed offensively if you're one dimensional. So that's my big concern heading into this. Of, of I look at the quarterbacks. I know the defenses are going to be good. Um, next up, what? what quarterback can make the most explosive plays consistently and which quarterback can take care of the football. I I have a slight edge in that to Ohio state in this game. Oh, I just, the thing I keep going back to is I feel like the Penn State defense is slightly better than the Ohio State defense. Now, at the end of the day, what are we even? I mean, I'm kind of grasping at straws. Right? I think I think Ohio State gives up nine points a game. I think Penn State gives up eight points a game. I think Michigan yeah. gives up seven points a game. Right? So, to statistically, all are dominant. Uh, but I saw a Notre Dame defense that pretty much shut down Ohio State, and I think Penn State's defense is better mm-hmm. than what Notre Dame is bringing to bear. Um, that was on the road too. It was on the road. I mean, that. I, that's I, the other I, I, I hate to say it, but like you know this, you you played center. You understand the difficulties of of what it takes. You you were a center at LSU. You had to play in Tuscaloosa. You had to play in some big time stadiums. It is it is it is it it it, it is it really is. Uh, it, it forces you to take your game to a whole nother level. So I, I don't think unless you, you can run it. Unless you can run it right, and that's the thing, we I, I know you're saying that you're not going to be a high draller, and you're not completely right. Like he's going to have to make plays yes. uh, here and there. But what what's the old other football cliche? What travels well, Aaron? Defense and running the ball, right? Well, if Penn State can run it, which they have by far been the best conference, or excuse me, the best team in the conference mm. in doing so, averaging over 200 rushing yards a game, 44 attempts a game as well. So really going for it. If they can run it well, well, then that becomes a massive advantage because I don't think that Ohio State's going to be able to. And I think that Ohio State's going to have to rely on Kyle McCord. And I don't like, I, I guess that, that I guess that's what I'm kind of chipping away at here. Pins, it's easier for Penn State to rely less on Drew Aller than it is for Ohio State to rely on Kyle McCord. And I don't think that Kyle McCord is going to hold up very well against this top tier Penn State uh, defense. I, I, I'm actually, I'm I'm think I'm feeling the Nittany Lions here. Wow, I think I'm feeling the Nittany mm. Lions to go into and, and look, it, and and that would be a disastrous loss for Ryan yeah. Day, especially after you know this is a tough team. The whole rant against Lou Holtz. Okay, well we're gonna see how tough you are. Mm-hmm. Go out there and prove it, because right now you got a pretty damn tough NFL laden squad in Penn State. Like like from a pure talent standpoint. Um, I feel like these guys are pretty equal. In fact, I think Penn State may have more NFL talent on the defense, while Ohio State's going to have more uh, weapons yeah. on the outside. Um, Is it crazy so, for me to say, like, one, I think the under. I don't even know what the over-under is, but I'm just saying take the under. It's weird to say this, but but first to 20 wins? Uh, okay, so right now we have an over-under of, no, that's actually spot on, Aaron, because it's at 45 and a half. 
So that is, yeah. I mean, what was Ohio State Notre Dame was what, 20 to 14? No, 17 yeah. to 10. Oh, 17 to 10? It wasn't even 24. Okay. So, I mean, yes, this feels like it could be 17 14. Excuse me. 17 14. 17 This feels like it could be 24 17, maybe. At maybe. I, I think getting 20 is going to be. I think it's going to be. I'll tall. say that. I, I, don't, I, I, love I do not trust either quarterback. I have not been. I think both have progressed at times this season, but I don't trust either against these Exactly. Defenses. Exactly. And that's where Penn State's other advantages come into play. I think their defense is slightly better. And Ohio I think they can run, run the, the football better. a little bit. But if Trayvon's healthy, if Trayvon's Maybe, healthy. Uh, look, statistically, all I'm saying is Ohio State's ninth in the league right now compared who, to Penn State. Who, who do you trust to make more explosive plays in this game? I would say Ohio State. I think you're going well, to better be Ohio State. If Ohio State's yes. not making more explosive plays, then they do lose. Like if Marvin, like yes. that, that is that is where Ohio State has to win is on mm -hmm. the edge with those weapons, just like Penn State has to win on the ground. It's actually a pretty fascinating contrast of cultures in that way in that Penn State needs the running game that's their big advantage to hit, and Ohio yeah. State needs Marvin Harrison Jr., that receiving core to hit. Yeah, but I I know, I know the final numbers. Call. I'm I know going the Penn State on the road. Okay. I'm calling. I don't call. I'm, I'm going to bet. I think I'm going to bet money. I'm, I'm going Ohio going? State. I, I'm going low scoring game. Ohio State finds a way to win the football game. Um, Drew Allard's taking care of the football this season. I think he makes one or two mistakes in this game. Fair. I mean, Ohio State's great to get out of the quarterback as well. So we will see. Um, next on the list, we got Tennessee going to T Town to take on Alabama. And uh, stick around for the end. I have one major stat. That you Ooh. maybe make Vols fans happy, but I think this is a pretty awful spot for Tennessee. I was impressed with how they handled a and M game last week, went with defense, running ball. Really, their ability to change your identity this entire year and be pretty mm -hmm. successful, I think, has been great. But now you're going into T-Town against an Alabama team that is playing confident, playing with revenge on the mind, and this is where it gets interesting. You're going to beat Alabama at their own game. This isn't like last year where you had that dynamic offense to take advantage of what was a pretty weak back end for Bama. This is a Tennessee team that wants to win exactly like Alabama does through running the ball, stopping the run, and pressuring the passer, right? And having a havoc creating front seven. And both teams are very good at it. Both teams are mm -hmm. second and third in the league right now when it comes to sacks and TFLs. So this feels like a game where both teams have a pretty good chance of stopping the run, and then it's come down to the quarterbacks, and it's like, okay, against Jalen Milrow and Joe Milton, I will take Jalen Milrow and the mm -hmm. big playability uh, instead of Joe Milton's like kind of pitter-patter, dink-and-dunk, yeah. uh, despite the rocket arm, just has no explosivity mm -hmm. this year. I think it's a bad matchup for, uh, for Tennessee. I think Alabama wins. Well, you say playing Alabama's game, but Alabama's not playing Alabama's game this year because they can't run the football. Alabama cannot run the football. This is a this is an offense that wants to attempt to run the football, but all they can do is create explosive plays. That's it. Like like Tennessee has been dominant, man. The way they they handled AM last week, like they won. Where the reason why I thought the Aggies were going to win is because I thought the Aggies would win the line of scrimmage. Tennessee won both sides of the line of scrimmage. Their offensive line dominated. They ran for over 200 yards against a defense that wasn't letting anyone run. You know, Alabama was held to under, I think, 80 yards. Uh, Miami couldn't run the football. And and and, and Tennessee ran up and down the field, especially Room. in the second half. Room. And, and what does Tennessee do well defensively? Well, they stop the run and they can get after the quarterback. Two things that Alabama has not done well this year. Alabama has not protected Milrow. 
Alabama has been unable to run the football. So like, why can't Tennessee make this a game? And it goes to Joe Milton. That's plain and simple. It's, it's Joe Milton. That's it. That is the difference in this game. If Tennessee had a capable quarterback, I think Tennessee could go in and win this football game. Joe has so, been – go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Joe's been what? what, what he's been inconsistent. It, where I do think Joe can can make an impact in this game, we saw a little bit of it last week and, and kind of helped the offense, is, is running the football. I think Joe's going to have to have one of those bloody games where he's in absolute pain afterwards because he took it down for eight to ten times and got 40 yards on the ground. So what you're getting at, Aaron, is the exact stat that I was talking about that would uh, buoy Tennessee fans' hopes. Uh, so like we said, both teams second and third in the conference when it comes to sacks and TFL. So both teams very good at creating havoc. What about preventing havoc? Well, it ain't a small gap. It is a massive difference. Tennessee is second in the SEC. They've only allowed nine sacks on the entire year. Alabama is dead last. Jalen Milrow has been sacked 31 times. Mm. Uh, Tennessee is first in the SEC, only having allowed 23 TFLs. Once again, Alabama is second to last, having allowed 50. So both teams create havoc. But Alabama has allowed triple the amount of sacks and over double the amount of TFLs. So to your point, Tennessee does appear to be better in the trenches. Yes. Like they appear to be better in the lines of scrimmage. And so it becomes a question of if Tennessee, like can Tennessee be just better about- on the line, make up for the big playability of Alabama and being in T-Town? Like those, you, you just you, you just made the you just your your reasoning. If we go back to the Ohio State game, your reasoning of why Penn State can win is because you think they can run the football, regardless of how yeah. the quarterback plays. You would you say from from T Bob's mouth? Um, if you're on the road, what can you do? If you can run the football, you can win football True. games. Like, True. why are you changing your mind now? Because it's Alabama, and you're a little scared, little bitch of the Crimson Tide. Is that why? I don't like it when you frame it that way, but. Like what? What is the real? If I'm shut the fuck up, Aaron. If I'm being honest, (laughs) um, unfortunately, you're you're probably hitting on something a little true there, right? Maybe I'm a little too close to this thing. Maybe I've suffered at the hands of the tide so much that I'm still a little twisted up. But but no, okay. But but I would say this. I would say this. The other difference. The other. But yes, unfortunately, some of that is it. But the other difference would be the Milro to Milton comparison. Like I think Aller and Kyle McCord are way closer than Milrow and Milton, whereas Milrow has been significantly better. Even if he's not great, he's been significantly better than uh, Joe Milton this year. Mm. But yeah, um, I get that. But if you can't protect him, and if he ain't, if, if, if you if you force him to be a quarterback, he will make mistakes. And that's what Tennessee has to do, man. If I'm Tennessee, make you if as long as you don't give up the explosive plays, you got a chance on defense to keep this. Because like Texas was better on the line as well, right? But what drove them over the top was them being able to make the big plays. Yep. And so it's like, okay, if 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 Tennessee is going to be better on the lines, can they get enough out of Joe Milton to push them across the finish line? And then, I guess I'm really just fading Milton here, but it's a good point. I mean, no, I, it is. You are, and I think I, I honestly think when this is all said and done. I do think there has to be a real conversation for Tennessee and Hypel of if, if Milton goes on the road and, 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 and has a game that I think a lot of people are expecting to have, which is not good. If that's your crux and what's holding you back from a team that's playing great defensively, that's running the football, you have to look at yourself and, and say, yeah, man, we appreciate what this kid's done, 
But and I listen, I'm not at practice. I don't know what Nico's look like, but you have to you have to take into account of of do we need to make a change at quarterback? Because that's the big flaw right now for Tennessee. Like, yeah, the receivers aren't as good as they were last year, but mm-hmm. Joe has been really bad at times. And not at times, I mean, for the majority of the season, very inaccurate. Can't even hit easy slants. Like the, the amount of slants that I've seen that have been behind the receiver, and that's easy pitch and catch stuff, T Bob. Yeah. Unfortunately, Aaron, I'm just going to call it like it is. I am a little bitch, and I'm choosing Alabama to win here. Even no, though listen, I do think Tennessee's better on the lines. I, I'll still pick Alabama, too. And You're a little bitch as well. I'm glad, no, no. just so we're painfully clear. I, I, for me, the reason why I'm picking Alabama is because it's in Tuscaloosa. Like I think Tennessee makes this a one-score game. I don't think Alabama rolls and wins by yeah. by double digits. I think the, the line right now is is uh, uh, plus nine Tennessee. Over under is 49. I think this, just like the first game we talked about, this is going to be a low scoring game. You have two really good defenses, two offenses that, you know, Tennessee knows their identity, but I, I still don't know if you could score 25 points against Alabama's offense, defense just running the football. And Alabama is, is a one trick pony right now. It's shot Tennessee plays, and that's plus, about it. So Tennessee plus nine here. Yeah, I kind of like And that. the over under at 49. Hmm. I like hmm. Tennessee and I like the under. That's I'm insane. a big fan of unders this week. And you know what I feel when I'm feeling unders. J Lab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. J Lab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. 
or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Look, football season's crazy, man. We're working 24-7. Kids are always doing stuff. Well, that's why I love Factor, mm. right? Factor meals are wholesome. They're convenient. And like I said, jam-packed days, Factor takes care of me. They're America's number one ready-eat meal kit, and they can help you fuel up fast. These things are chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. So when you mm. work in Factor, you're going to save time. You're going to eat well. And you're going to stay on track with that healthy lifestyle you're trying to maintain. Yeah, make sure you round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45-plus add-ons as well, including breakfast items like our delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, mm, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and potatoes, bacon and egg breakfast skillet. I'm hungry. It's lunchtime, but I want some breakfast right now, too, Bob. Or for an easy wellness boost, try our refreshing beverage options like cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. I want you to head to factormeals.com slash snaps50, okay? Use code snaps50. You get 50% off. Are you kidding me? That's code snaps50 at factormeals.com slash snaps50. 50% off. Factor meals. Let's go have ourselves a healthy and fun football season. Aaron's an undermaster. I'm I will give him that. Like Aaron is an undermaster. Um, all right, all right, all right. So we both think Bama wins in the end, but I think it's gonna be close. We think it's gonna be closer, maybe what Vegas is saying. Yes. Uh next on the list, we got number 14, Utah traveling to the Coliseum to take on number 18 USC. Aaron, have you seen the latest on Cam Rising? Uh, it's finally been revealed that he didn't just tear his ACL. Yes. He also tore his meniscus, his MPFL, and his MCL. So this man mm. fully blew the fuck out of his knee. Yeah. Um. Now they're talking about potentially medically redshirting him. And it starts to make a lot of sense, right? Uh, the conference, uh, whatever it is. Where, where's Utah ending up in all this? Are they going Big 12? Big 12. Oh, right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a very winnable conference next year. In a 12-team playoff, if you had Cam Rising coming back for another year, uh, this is a year in which Utah has suffered a shocking amount of injuries, just an unbelievable amount of injuries. So I, mm, if you're Kyle Whittingham, you're having to do that awful math of, you know, we've been pretty damn good this year, but we could be really good next year. Do we kind of punt to next season, look out for Rising's health, mm-hmm. and and try to win that new Big 12 in year number one. It's really tempting. And if Rising doesn't play, I don't see how Utah can win this game, even no. with USC's awful defense. No, I don't I don't see it either. I mean, you look at Caleb. They, they, so they played twice last year, and, and Utah won both those games. Yeah, But Caleb had eight touchdowns to one interception in those two games. And let's not forget, he got hurt uh, in, in the Pac-12 championship game, and, and that kind of – gave Utah the momentum to win the game. It, it's just hard for me to think that, like, yeah, USC is not great this season. They, they, they're not improved that much on defense. 
Uh, the offensive line struggled. They're not mm-hmm. physical. That's what they're actually way worse than last year. They were good yeah, on the O line. They were good on the offensive line last year. You love that. You lost in the sauce. I love that O line last year. Not so much this season. I just it is hard for me to think that Caleb's going to have another bad game, especially being back at home. Yeah. I, and and once again, he's 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 had a lot of success against Utah. He's not the reason why they lost the games the past two years to Utah. Like he's he's done his thing. He's done what he's needed to do. I just don't think for how bad USC's defense is, who got actually did play a little bit better last week. They weren't on the field a lot, and they were put in some really bad situations because of the turnovers. Um, I just don't think Utah has enough to win this football game. And I, and I do think USC's had this circle. Like they, they, this is a revenge game for them. They understand as well that hey man, we're still in the thick of it. Like none of us believe they're going to win the Pac-12, but they can still run the table, win the Pac-12, and be in the in the playoffs. Like if one loss on the road to, you, to 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 Notre Dame doesn't take you out of contention. So I expect a major bounce back game from Caleb. If Quidi and Rising were playing, I would pick Utah to win this yes, game I because too. I don't think and and like Charlie Shepard points out in the chat, USC doesn't have the turnover luck they had last season where they were turning mm. it over at a. Um, an unsustainable rate, right? But it's like you said, how did Notre Dame beat USC? Because when USC and Caleb Williams did make a mistake, which Utah Devens is very good as well and could probably yep. force you into a couple. When they did make a mistake, though, Sam Hartman was able to maximize the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Bryson Barnes, Nate Johnson, I don't think Brandon Rose is available. Uh, those guys have just not been good offensively for Utah. Like nope. they're not going to be able to maximize the the opportunity. And so, yeah, like you said, being at home, given what happened last week, no cam rising. This is an easy call. USC wins this game for me. Uh, and, and that's no disrespect to the Utah defense. And so no. but like Utah's offense without Cam Rising and Queen, just is not well suited to taking advantage of what is a bad USC defense. So mm-hmm. I think Caleb Williams is going to be locked in, like you said, Aaron, and I think he's going to dominate here. Or maybe not dominate, but like he will win them yeah. uh, the game at home. Um, all right, next on the list, we got a little Duke FSU action. Ooh. This is number 16 against number four. I hope Riley Leonard plays. I'm not sure if he mm-hmm. will. He has a high ankle. Elko's calling him day-to-day. Uh, they didn't do tightrope uh, for whatever that's worth. Um, the problem is even if he does play, he's a running quarterback, you know, and playing, I've played with a high ankle before and it is fucking miserable. Mm -hmm. You might as well be playing on one leg. You're so weak. Uh, you you probably have a brace on that makes it that. So you almost have like no mobility in that ankle. Um, so off the jump here, I expect FSU to win. They're at home. Duke's hurt. What I am excited to see, regardless of Leonard's playing status, is this FSU offense mm-hmm. against Duke's defense? Because I'm still doing some fact finding on the Seminoles' offense. I sucked him a lot early on, and then they started to kind of suck. But now they're kind of getting good again, right? And Jordan Travis, for all the Heisman talk, has not actually been involved in any of the Heisman conversations. Keon Coleman has been the star of that offense. Uh, I can't remember if Johnny Wilson is back or not this week. I'll look that up. But um, like that, that's what I mainly want to see. I'm almost just looking at that side of the ball. What does FSU's offense do against this very good Duke yeah. defense? It's a, it's, it's a great Duke defense. I mean, just go look at the stats right now. Scoring defenses in the ACC, Duke's giving up 9.8 yeah. points per game. The next best defense is Florida State, giving up 18 points per game. 
Yes, yeah, so it's just crazy. Close. This defense has just been dominant the entire season. I mean, what they did to I, I get it's Notre Dame, but what they did to Clemson too, they have been not only just one of the best defenses in in, in the ACC, but they've been one of the best defenses in the country. And which is why, you know, T-Bob over here has been sucking off Mike Elko to be the next head coach for Texas A&M. I mean, he's done a hell of a job. And when he was at A&M was the only time they were good. That's it. That that makes sense. I get it. I know. know. And I I mean, look, Steve Spurrier won at Duke and he ended up being pretty good. Like if you can win football games at Duke and make you make them relevant, I feel like that's a. It's not 100%. Nothing's 100% guarantee of success, but I feel like it's pretty damn good. By the way, it does look like um, Mike Norvell said Jordan Travis is good to go, and he expects Johnny Wilson to be good to go. Yeah. So you should be getting a full uh, Florida State offense once again. I'm just surprised they haven't run the ball better this year. Benson was one of those hyped running backs coming into the year, and he just hasn't really done much. And, and, And looking at Duke, Henry Bellin last week for NC State, four of twelve. I mean, he had the two touchdowns, one pick. But uh, this is a team that's built on taking care of the football. Uh, you mentioned it, like Riley Leonard's a hell of a runner. Like passing is not his, his specialty. So if he's if he's unable to run, like I'm not putting him out here because I'm not risking one him getting hurt further. And and two, I just don't think he's going to be as a you know nearly as effective. And I think that's kind of pointless at that that moment anyway. So. Florida State wins, but it ain't going to be easy. It will no. not be easy. Like they will struggle to score points against this Duke defense. Um, another low-scoring game, to be honest. Like I think our first, you know, most of our games here that we've been breaking down, you know, defenses is just in general this year to me. I feel like they've really taken a step up. People yeah. have kind of You've looked seen at on the, the model NFL level as well. Yeah, they're catching up to these offenses. They're getting used to the spread offenses. They're getting used to the up tempo. They're they're better prepared for the RPOs. And uh, I think there is more of a focal point of, of, of developing that side of your team. And I think Georgia's kind of you know, shown teams that once again, you can win primarily on a defensive focused team, uh, even in today's era of, of, of these great offenses. So Duke will make it interesting, but Florida State just, just too much, especially without Riley being fully healthy. If Mike Elko wins, do you think that like the A&M boosters all get together and start to, Mm. Kind of check each other's bank accounts. Yes. Hey, what's up, dog? How's oil doing right now? Okay, okay, hell yeah. How's how's supplying equipment to oil companies doing? Okay, hell yeah. Um, all right. I, I so we both think FSU wins. They're at home as well. Just wish he had a fully healthy Riley Leonard, and I wouldn't feel, but we'll see. Uh, and then finally, I mean, if he was healthy, not- sorry, real quick, was if he was fully healthy, would you would you? Pick Duke, or are you still? No, no, no. I'd still go Florida State, but but I'm a little FSU boy. I'm a little believer. I just think that now, like, I'm not even like, like I really think Florida State's going to win. What? Like I said, I'm just more want to see how their offense is going to do against yeah. the defense. If, if they're if they're, if if Florida State's offense puts up north of of 25 points, if they put up 30, that's a statement now, Bo. That's a statement. That is that is a hundred percent statement. Florida State, man, if you can do that, I think you're going to prove to a lot of people you are for real, for real. And I think a lot of people do believe you're for real already. But if you can do that against Duke uh, in that defense, man, like you go up another notch in my book. <laughs> Tell me, this doesn't sound like I'm talking about basketball. If, if you can do that against Duke, then you can do it against UNC. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> UNC defense been pretty good this yeah. year. Uh, all right, next on the list of the last game that we're breaking down today. Got number 13, Ole Miss traveling to uh, Jordan-Hare to take on the Auburn Tigers. Very interesting in that this is the school that Lane Kiffin spurned mm-hmm. to remain in Oxford. 
And so now going on the road, uh, there's an AL.com headline. If Lane Kiffin doesn't beat Auburn, he needs to be fired immediately. Well, you read the article then, Aaron, and it's more just an Auburn writer talking about how bad this Auburn team is right now. But this is a bit of a weird spot for Ole Miss, right? Because you have an Auburn team that admittedly is pretty horrid offensively, but we saw what they did against Georgia playing at home when they were up for it. Mm-hmm. I still don't think this Ole Miss offensive line is any good. I think I, I do not mm-hmm. know how they kicked LSU's ass in the way that they did. Like I think Auburn's D line is going to kind of push their shit in a little bit. Uh, I, I think. Ole Miss wins the game, but I'm getting a little bit of trouble signals going off here. I think Ole Miss wins the game too. I mean, they're coming off the bye, and I think that that's the one thing that gives me the most confidence because we've talked about it. Like Auburn's offense is is almost triple option esque in what they want to do. Yeah, and, and what do you need when you're going to face a team that runs this type of system with running quarterbacks? You need an extra week to prepare. To, to, to rep it out in practice for your guys to see it and, and feel comfortable with it. So I think that is a major advantage of why I feel a little bit more confident with Ole Miss and their defense. But Ole Miss has struggled with the line of scrimmage on both sides. I mean, go back to the Alabama game. I said, like, Alabama's going to win this football game because Ole Miss is soft at the offensive line position and they're soft at the defense line position. Auburn's been really good in the trenches this year. I agree. They've been able to run the football. So... This is not, we talk about matchups all the time and how, you know, it doesn't matter about records. It doesn't matter what one team did against another team and what that team did. against the same team, like the whole transitive property bullshit. Like, no, every team in college football is built so differently. This isn't the NFL where the strengths and weaknesses don't match up week in and week out. And right now, Ole Miss's weaknesses do not match up well against Auburn and what they want to do on both sides of the football. So well, and, and you may say, you may say, like, oh, but T Bob, we saw LSU's offense just dominate that Auburn defense, and and we saw what you know how comparable LSU and Ole Miss's offenses are, and I agree there. But again, mm. it does come down to the line, yes. like Aaron's talking about. Like, I just don't LSU's O line is Joe Moore award worthy. They're very good. I still mm-hmm. don't think Ole Miss's offensive line is that good. No, no. I think they can. Feels like can another underplay. Fifty six and a half. How the fuck is this game going to score 56 and a half? What was the final score of Arkansas Ole Miss just like a week ago? 27-20? Yeah. And that was in Oxford. I and you're love telling you me you're going to go. Unders. I love you jumping on unders with me. You're going to tell me you're going to go into Jordan-Hare and these two teams as inept Auburn offense and this Ole Miss offense that I think is going to struggle a little bit? You think they're going to say fit? I don't think so, dude. Okay. Listen, Auburn's, Auburn's three and three. And they got a pretty chill schedule on the back end. They got Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, New Mexico State after this. I mean, that's four possible wins right there. This is a Hugh Freeze revenge game as well. Don't forget. He's pissed about them firing him for hooking up with hookers on Mm. school phones. That's ridiculous. What, you can't stand by your guy? Ole Miss, what the fuck, dude? Um. I think Ole Miss wins. I'm, I'm, I can't. I can't bring myself to choose Auburn, but uh, I'm definitely playing this under, 100. percent What's the What's the spread? What's the line? What does Vegas think this is right now? Uh, six and a half. Which you know, I, I'll, I'll take. I'll take Auburn with the six and a half. I will too. I think it's a field goal game. I'll take Ole Miss. Will squeak it out. I, I still, for those who have watched this, know how much I do like Jackson Dart in his game. I think he can get it done on the road. Uh, but it, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's going to be pretty. I don't think it's going to be pretty at all. It, it, it may look a lot. It may look, They better squeak it out. 
it, it will look a little bit like the Georgia game or Sauburn. The thing is, I know I'm out here talking about how Ole Miss doesn't control their own destiny because um, they got to play Georgia, but they actually do, right? They do. And, and they get a Georgia without Brock Bowers. Mm -hmm. So, like, don't fuck it up, Ole Miss. You've never been to Atlanta. This is your opportunity. A lot of things are breaking your way, including catching a about as bad of an Auburn team as you can ever hope to face. And like we said, Georgia without Brock Bowers. Like, come on now. Come on now. Mm -hmm. You want to finally make it? Uh, maybe this is your opportunity. Actually, wait, I'm sorry. They don't control their own destiny, though, because uh, Alabama. They would need yeah. Alabama to um, lose one Actually, more. yeah, no, I'm fucked. They need Alabama to lose two. I'm an idiot. Just disregard the last 30 seconds of everything no, I no. just said. They just need Alabama to lose one more. No, because Alabama lost to Texas. Oh, that's true. Never mind. Not, so, yeah, no, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. You they are an disregard. Idiot. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, But I hope you enjoyed the show anyway. Uh, I want to look up Quinshawn. What has Quinshawn Junkins done since LSU? 18 for 65 against Arkansas. Ooh. So, God, LSU sucks. Whatever. Um, all right. That'll do it for today's show. Please uh, rate, review if you're listening on podcasts. Like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. YouTube.com slash at volume snaps. A massive thank you to everybody hanging out with us here in the chat today. Sorry to get to as many of your comments today. Today's kind of a quick-moving um quick moving sort of show so we had to go uh i do like what john says like the video placate placate the algorithm of gods i agree mm -hmm. massive thank you to pack up the ryan brumley danny Cardenas, chris tran christian hunter and adam gracia and uh we will be back with a gambling show tomorrow that will not be live and i'm guessing sometime live on saturday and saturday or sunday. sunday well we'll have it we won't be live on sunday we'll have our sunday oh, yeah. show go up yeah. I don't know what your schedule is. We haven't really talked about Saturday yet. Um, and then in the future, I hope to have something on Friday. I don't know if I'll have it this week. I'm sorry this is all still kind of moving around, y'all. But uh, thank you for hanging out with us. We love you. And uh, make sure you tune in tomorrow because Colin Wilson has been on fire. Hot sauce game fucking smashed. Okay, it's everything he's telling us. Look out for tomorrow. We'll see you then for some more snacks. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.